So Valentine's Day is just right around the corner, uh, sometime uh, in the next few days, of course. And so we've been talking about relationships and marriage and, and, and how to navigate some of the intricacies. With us this morning is Dr. Greg Smalley, who has written just a slew of wonderful books and uh, is uh, the Vice President of Marriage and Family Formation at Focus on the Family. Good morning, sir. How are you? I am doing great. It's a beautiful day here in Colorado Springs, so it's good to be with you guys. Well, it's great to have you with us, and we've been talking with our listeners about Marriage 101 and asking them what would they include in the coursework for that Uh college course. So what would be the top of your list of something that should be covered in that course? I would say that the two big issues that I see couples really struggling with is, number one, um, there's always going to be a natural drift in our relationship. And so it's easy to have moments, seasons, to where we feel disconnected, a lot going on, raising kids and working and household responsibilities, all that, all the stuff that we get involved in. So it's easy for all of a sudden my wife and I to feel like we've just lost sight of each other, lost touch, we're, we're drifting. And, and, it, and it really does take intentionality to make sure that we don't all of a sudden feel like married roommates. And, and so my wife and I, I mean, we, we battle the same thing. We've been married now close to 32 years, and, and we have those moments to where we just kind of look at each other like, oh, yeah, it's been, <laughs> you know, it's been days or, or a week, you know, something, and we really haven't had a good conversation or we've just been so busy. And so I think, so part of that 101 is just going, what, what would we do to resist that drift? What, what are we going to put in place? And my wife and I, we, one of the things that, that, we, that we really battle for is to have a little daily check-in. Mm. And we're talking 10 to 15 minutes to where your goal is, we just want to keep current. I want to, uh, I love, remember the old group journey, you know, back in what, like the <laughs> 70s? Well, they, they have a great song called Faithfully. And there's a beautiful line that says that I get the joy of rediscovering you. And, and that's what this little daily check-in is all about. It's, it's I, I want to keep rediscovering you because we're always changing. I mean, not only can we lose sight of each other, but it's so easy just as, as we change. And, and I wrote an article one time called The Four Women That I've Been Married To, All Named Aaron. <laughs> because it's true. I mean, who my wife was in her 20s and 30s, different than who she is in her 40s, and now, again, in her 30s. I, I don't know how it works. <laughs> you know, I wondered if you were going to go there. That's exactly. funny. <laughs> all, all different. And that's, that's part of the beauty of the adventure mm. of being together is that we, we really do get to, to rediscover each other. But that takes a little effort, 10 to 15 minutes every day, in, in how Aaron and I do this, is that we just ask each other, maybe like at the end of the day, we're laying in bed, instead of reaching for those cell phones, we'll just say, hey, what was the high of your day? What was the low of your day? And then what's one thing I can pray for you about tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And, and now those, it just facilitates a quick little conversation to where we get to, you know, stay current and, and get updated. And that's part of how you resist that drift. Well, that's a great suggestion because I know a lot of us will ask, so how was your day? 
And the right. answer is, oh, it was fine. Yeah, and then that's the fine. end of the, the communication. And, yeah, it was fine. Right. It was a great day. Uh, what's right. for dinner? You know, that kind of, <laughs> no, that's a great suggestion. I like that. I like that question. I was noticing in your list of books, you have one called Fight Your Way to a Better Marriage. Yeah. <laughs> and that seems like a contradiction. Can you, can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, because I agree. I would say the other big 101 class that, that I would want to see couples go through is how do we repair conflict that inevitably is going to happen within our relationship? My wife and I are so different. She's an extrovert. <clears throat> she loves people. You know, I'm an introvert, so so I hate people, right. and you know, and that's gonna that's gonna create <laughs> challenges. As she's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, can we have someone over again for now the fifth day in a row?" In, no, <laughs> in, in, right? And so it's just it's inevitable that we're gonna bump into those differences, and you know, the the beauty of how God made us so different is the differences are the, 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 the spice in our relationship. It, it's a great thing. Differences are never the problem. How we manage those differences, well, that can be a challenge. And so fight your way to a better marriage is all this idea that Aaron and I are going to disagree. We're inevitably going to have conflict, and conflict can actually be used to bring us closer together. And so the idea is how do we use conflict, our arguments, our disagreements, to actually take us to a a deeper level of connection, intimacy, in conflict can produce, if you manage it right, conflict can produce a, a better understanding of me. You know, maybe there's an issue that, that I'm blinded to. Maybe there's something I'm going to learn about her or our marriage. And so there really is opportunity. I love James 1, 2 that says, you know, when trials come your way, so when hard times, conflict included, in that when that comes along consider that an opportunity and that's so true for marriage but we have to be willing to to see conflict as an opportunity and then go back and repair that i i tell couples it's it's not about resolving conflicts as a matter of fact i hate that word conflict resolution which we use a lot mm-hmm. because it sets up a faulty expectation that somehow we have to resolve these differences when the truth is that most of these conflicts that we have, they're about things that, you know, she's extroverted, I'm introverted. Well, in spite of Aaron's prayer, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow as an extrovert. You know, I mean, (laughs) these things are perpetual. We just have to accept we're different in so many ways, and that's going to create problems. So how about instead of trying to resolve issues, what if we learn how to revisit after we've experienced a conflict and go, let's repair this. And so Aaron and I do exactly that. We'll have a tough interaction, and then one of us later on will go, hey, that was, I don't know what happened this morning, or I don't know what that was about last night, but do we need to repair anything? And sometimes it's, eh, we were both tired, hey, no big deal. There are plenty of times, though, it's like, yeah, you know what? I didn't like that. Let, let's let's revisit that. Let's repair that. Mm-hmm. In, in in that, I tell you, that's another one of those 101, if we really commit to repairing our arguments and really resisting that drift, I mean, just those two things alone, it's going to keep us very, very connected as a couple. So one thing that is coming up this year is the election. And yeah. what, if, what if you have a spouse that thinks oh, differently than you? Yeah, 
you need to tell them that they must start thinking like you. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I, I, I think a part of tolerance within marriage is understanding that, that, that not only it's not like, hey, we're different. It's actually valuing the differences between us. And so if 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 Aaron, my wife, if if she has different political views and ideas, you know what 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 I need to do is there has to be room for both of us inside of our marriage. We both have to matter. I don't want to make Aaron into my image. I love that she's different. I love even politically that she's going to see things different. And and if I'm willing to go, and that's a beautiful part of our marriage, and I value how we're different. It allows us to both feel safe to have conversations then. I don't want to change her to think more like me. That, that, who am I? That, that would be so arrogant. And I get it. I get political issues are a hot topic. But if Erin feels that I value her differences, I value her opinion, and I allow her to express those things and, and, and feel safe, that, that no matter what, what I always tell her is that, I don't care how we're different. I want you to know that I always pick you, mm. and 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 I'm wow. and I'm not going anywhere, and and I'm with you till the end. And so mm. I don't care if you vote for this person over you know my passionate pleas to vote for this person. I mean I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say you matter more to me than any political issue, and I pick you and I choose you. And if that's our attitude, it creates a safety. When we feel safe, our hearts open, we're more able then to talk and have those discussions. But but it's not it's not my job to convince her to be more like me. That that I don't want that. I love that she's different and we are different. And that's again, that's such a beautiful thing. And and I wrote a whole article. I mean, if you just Google Greg Smalley and you know, when we are politically different in our marriage, something like that. You'll find me just talking about this because how we have these conversations matter more than that we agree politically. Because if we if we create a safe place in our marriage to where we both feel like we both matter and there's room yeah. for both of us, man, that that's a that that that's a, a a sweet spot then in our marriage. Differences definitely enrich the marriage experience. You know, you enjoy totally. life and, and and expand your viewpoints. Uh, when when a couple are thinking about getting married, when they are really you know focused on that, are there differences, red flags, if you will, that should be very seriously considered to say, mm, maybe this isn't the right idea, maybe this isn't the right person for me to marry? Yeah, what I always tell couples is, here's the deal: there there is if your goal is to find someone where we align perfectly on all the big things. It, it, what you're not taking is, into account is that we all change. Mm-hmm. And and I have worked with so many couples that they agreed on everything, they got married, and then somewhere along the line, someone very differently then, you know, moves, in, you know, into a different belief or, or wants something different. And again, it's, it's how we choose to work through that stuff. I would say this, one, the only time that, that God talks about any sort of premarital issues, he says that you, as a Christian, you need to marry another Christian. So I would say, number one, that that, that needs to be a, 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 a deal breaker. So 
so as because God makes that very clear. Mm-hmm. So I would say that that in that alone is a big thing. I think as you talk about some of the other big issues, like you know, do we want children or not? I mean, if if you want kids and you're dating someone who doesn't want kids, I mean, that's a big deal. You're going to have to really think that through. Mm-hmm. You know, if if uh, you know, maybe you're both pursuing, you know, someone wants to go in the mission field and the other person is saying, I would never want to be a missionary. I mean, those big things you can navigate through. But, but again, the, the illusion that because we agree on everything and align perfectly prior to getting married, and that'll always be the same, or you change, that's so unfair. It, it, I tell couples, come on, you're going to change. I mean, I see this all the time. And in, in therefore, let's just get good at how do we allow each other to be different, allow each other to change, and work through that in a way to where we both matter. And we'll, we'll figure out solutions as we hit these problems in a way that feels good to both of us because we're married. We're on the same team. We either win together or we lose together. So if that's the attitude, you can work through this stuff. But it's a myth in a complete mm-hmm illusion that somehow because we agree on stuff prior that we're going to always feel the same way and believe the same it's that is not true yeah it's so refreshing absolutely thank you uh for all of your exhaustive research in this area and and the the books and the advice that you give we really do appreciate mm-hmm. it and uh so all right so how do we get this latest one how do we get you know just delve in and fill our brains with all the goodness that you've put together yeah, you can go to FocusOnTheFamily.com and go to the Marriage tab. The other one that Aaron and I do is we have a podcast called Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. And mm-hmm. So you can call in, ask a question, we'll answer it and send you a book. So we'd love to connect that way as well. Wonderful. Awesome. Talking with Dr. Greg Smalley from Focus on the Family. He is the Vice President of Marriage. And uh, thanks so much for being with us this morning. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. 